What's going on, y'all? You are here at the Live Sports Podcast, Follow the Leader Podcast. Now, we got some things to talk about today. One of the things I'm going to talk about is Penn State. Penn State. Um, they beat Michigan, and it's time to start talking about them as a team that's competitive enough to be an upset team. And it's because of this. The defense is better with Seth Lundy in there. They have no points today, 16 minutes. But Seth Lundy plays just great defense. He's a good team player. He's learning as he goes, not rushing nothing. And when the shot, he's just learning the game. He lets the game come to him. He's a true basketball player. Strider Roman Catholic in Philadelphia. And then you get John Harar, who you got another defensive guy. And and he's a guy that's tough, can rebound. And what this really does put Mike Watkins and guys like Miles Drake on the bench, it gives them an even better bench. I think people don't really understand, man. I think people don't understand what, what Penn State is doing and how smart what Chambers is doing. Like, to sit there now, you got Curtis Jones, Miles Dredd, and Mike Watkins off your bench. I mean, people don't understand. You don't have to put your best players, like all of them, on the floor when you got other guys who come in there and eat up minutes, play good defense, be tough, and then you surprise teams by bringing guys like Watkins and Dredd and then you still got Curtis Jones who had 18 tonight. Marion Jones and Lamar Stevens are one of the best duels in college basketball. Now they, they went to 14-5, beat an 11-7 Michigan team. Now this is one thing I want to say here about Penn State basketball. This has to be put out there. They lost for Isaiah Bolt. After they went to NIT, the next year it was disappointing to some people. To me it wasn't because it was a young team. They lost, uh, you know, guys in their team. And it was a young team. It was an upcoming program. Tony Carr was obviously a big difference maker for their team. They had a lot more better players that ended up leaving. So you had to have the next generation come with Bolton and Dredd and, and Stevens, all of them had to mesh and just took time. What a disappointment. I think a lot of people wanted more after the NIT. And you, when you lose Carr, that, I think people don't understand how big of a loss Tony Carr was, how good of a guard he was. This guy was a gr- great freshman and an even better sophomore. I mean, he was really the real deal. I think, he was, to me, he was a five-star guard out of Roman Catholic. But, I mean, he's definitely a lead guard. Now, he left and this year. I think what he did was really surprised because – Isaiah, Isaiah Brockington, he came along. I mean, he had to wait a year. He came. Curtis Jones Jr. was eligible. Big factor. Guys like McGlose, Kyle McGlose, who was a football, uh, who was a court, three, three, he was a three-star quarterback recruit at Villanova. All right? And, you know, he ended up coming and he said he wanted to play basketball. So you got him. You got Trent, Trent Butrick. You got John Harrar, two tough guys, guys that can play hard, will will be productive. You know, watch, they will get double figures on you. They're going to rebound. They're going to be hard. They're productive guys, right? Then you get Marion Jones in the transfer. Still got Wheeler. Watkins has a better year. You were looking for this. This is what we're used to Watkins playing like, you know, where he started the year off like this, the way he's been playing like, like he's playing. So you bring in these guys, then you got Seth Lundy, a freshman that's impacting. There are other guys who are going to come from this team next year that are going to impact. And another good class coming in. Like, this is a real good, you know, solid quality class they got coming. And especially getting D.J. Gordon. I mean, that's just unbelievable to get a player 
of his caliber in the Big Ten with Penn State. So Penn State is really elevating. You know, Caleb Dorsey, the guys are elevating. And this is a very, very scary recruiting class. Scary recruiting class. Dalian Johnson. I mean, there's some guys that can score. Go get us. And the way Chambers is coaching, you should be excited because you look at some of these guys and the guys on the class coming in, including with Seth Lundy and T. Simbala, you know, Patrick Kelly, guys like that coming in from the other classes. These guys are adding length. And, 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 and you know what I mean? Dalian Johnson is something they ain't really had. Dorsey, you get Gordon out of the state. Like, it really does big wonders for the, uh, Penn State. This is an exciting time for a class like Penn State. You know, big win. Same thing I'm going to say for Arkansas. I also want to talk about Arkansas comes in and the things they're doing and what's going on. Let's just talk about the hype around our Musselman. Musselman. People don't understand. I, I saw one follower. He was like, oh, well, we. I hope so. Let's just see. We got to see how they play. No, this is fact. Facto. The recruiting trail of Musselman, people want to come play for the Razorbacks. Top recruits are interested in playing for the Ray, which, which means I, I will play for them. When the person is interested in playing, it don't mean they're going to choose you, but I will play for them. You know, I, I, or I would play for them, regardless of who your top three choices are. If you're a team that a person says they're interested in, that's already a win. Notice that, especially on the recruiting trail. If somebody says they're interested, that's a win, whether they recruit to you or not, because that means – in all, in all likelihood, they're spreading the word, you know, uh, uh, um, um, coaches around them, players around them. They all talk about teams, and that's where the where buzz comes from. And so Arkansas has that now. They give now good offers. They have that. Um, Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones, one of the best duos in college basketball. And you look at um, how good this team plays. Jimmy Witt is really, really – Blossoming with Arkansas. Arkansas has a Jimmy Witt average around 14 a game, almost 15. You got a 17 a game from Isaiah Joe. You got almost 18. You got 18 over a game from Mason Jones. And you got these guys, they playing real good and they playing hard. They're going to be a tough team. They're going to be one of those tough teams. You know, they're, they're definitely going to be the tournament. This is it because I wasn't convinced until, you know, I saw a couple of wins. I was like, okay. Vanderbilt's and, uh, you know, a um, couple of real good, tough games. You know, they play Mississippi State tough. So, Isaiah Joe is a is an NBA draft prospect. It's, it's no question. Uh, Mason Jones is one. There's no way you're going to say Isaiah Joe is one, Mason Jones is not one. There's no way. There's no way. Not the way Mason Jones has been playing. And, you know, Jimmy Witt, of course, but who's the better one is Joe because Joe has the better jumper. He just he just has a more better jumper. But Mason Jones is playing unbelievable. He's definitely a second-round draft pick prospect. Both of those guys could leave early. It's no question. Now, recruiting-wise, you're talking about Kyrie Walker. Now, everybody wants to talk about that. Just hold your phone. It'll come. They're not rushing anything. Just not happening. It could be, could it be overseas. Yeah, it could be overseas. The way R.J. Hampton and LaMelo Ball got that money, Kyrie Walker's a different type of star. He, he can jump up and ham hot dunk on you. He's a triple-double threat. He could really be better than both R.J. and um, 
LaMelo over there. RJ didn't really get the – it depends on the team he gets. You know, he's with. Remember that. It's always that. So, now we take that back. RJ could have came over there and just lit things up. They didn't play to RJ. They didn't, they, they, they didn't give RJ enough opportunities over there. And, you know, they're doing what they're doing because they got a team when RJ leaves. He's not going to be there for, for one year. So, I think that was another thing. I think teams think like that. Melo, I mean, the Hawks – they didn't really have anything. They didn't really have the type of those type of players. Like Ball was their guy. Like seriously, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the Breakers, New Zealand Breakers, who who already been doing good, who done good, play all ball, did their thing. But the Hawks was just not a better team. They needed Ball to be their guy. They let him. Matter of fact, they the the key factor was not even need. They let him be their guy. Because one thing that matters to teams in that league is, is seats, attendance. I mean, seriously. Some guys are going to be there. They'll be gone the next day. Could be. Attendance is everything. So, Ball got them that. And Hampton, you know, he showed it. If you looked at Hampton and Ball, it was different. Now, going back to Arkansas, I didn't want to um, pause and get off there. Um, Levante Davis is Everybody talk about Moses Moody. He's going to be good. I think he's really going to be He's going to be better than Isaiah Joe. Uh, very good player, can play both sides of the ball. Hustler can really light it up. He's going to do a lot in Arkansas. Arkansas should be very excited about Moses Moody. But Devontae Day, I know K.K. Robinson, everybody talking about Jalen Williams. Listen, it's a good class, great, but Devontae Davis is something special. That point guard, and, and it's crazy because Jimmy Witt could be gone. I mean, I mean, Jimmy Witt is gone, and then you're talking about who's going to – I think Devontae Davis – clearly becomes the starting point guard. I think it's already lined out for him. If Isaiah Joe goes, guess what? We all know who's starting their shooting guard. Okay? They're prepared. If Joe goes, they're prepared for Moody. They're prepared for a Moody Davis backcourt anyway. I don't think Moody leaves his first year. No, that doesn't happen. I think he leaves two and done. All right, you got Jalen Williams, you got K.K. Riley, got some good players coming. Desi Seals will still be here. Still have Reggie Chaney, still have Bailey. You know, you still, I mean, you still have other Connor Vanover still coming next year. And Henderson still here. Still other guys here that are still going to blend in with this team and make this team a good team. But, notice I forgot, Mason Jones, I think he stays. I just think until I see it. I think he stays. Joe, I just think he does. For the simple fact that this draft by the by the minute, by the day, you're seeing other you look at all these prospects and Joe right now is a second round pick. This Joe could obviously he could really, really become a first round draft pick. If he comes back, does his thing again with Arkansas doing this next year with all these deep Listen, because the hype of Arkansas, this is how it should fall. And all Hog fans, listen to me. Listen to me straight up. This is how it should fall. All those guys need to come back because this draft, Arkansas is not to that point where a prospect can, they're not that program where for, that, that NBA scouts are really watching Arkansas to see who comes out, like Nova, like Duke, like Kansas, like, you know, Kentucky, right? Right now they're at that point where Musselman has got them hot again. 
And if these guys come back, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be a team that can be a great A team if everybody comes back. That's just what it is. If everybody comes back, Arkansas is a great A team, period. They're a great A contender. Because if you come back, you cannot tell me if Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones come back with a Devontae Davis and a Connor Vanover coming, with Jalen Williams and K.K. Robinson, Desi Seals still here, and Chaney still here, this recruiting class, Moses Moody coming in. That bench would be ridiculous and crazy. And then you got the size of Connor Vanover. So now this team has everything. They can compete for a national title, but it's different. You know, talent levels, all that, even though Musselman's a, a, a damn good coach. This is slow, this is slow your horses. But great eight is great. That's national title contendership. <laughs> That's my word, contendership, because if you're in a great eight conversation, your only next step is up. And the final four, when you're in that circle, that's national So they have national title. I think they're a national title contender if if Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones come back next year and you got all these guys that, that go with Arkansas, just without Kyrie Walker or anything. Like this team is that type of team. So if they stay and this team just competes next year, they ain't even got to – they can make the Sweet 16. Okay, I think anything less than the Sweet 16 is a, a disappointment if everybody comes back with this recruiting class, by the way. I'll, I'll take a Sweet 16. I won't take a second round or a first round loss. But Arkansas, if they do that, then NBA scouts are going to look because Moses Moody is on this team. And you still got Musselman. So you got a five-star and you got Musselman. Those are opportunities for NBA scouts. to be. They're going to be looking at Moody anyway. Look at all the – and he's one of those stars that NBA scouts are looking at. He's one of those five stars that NBA scouts are looking at. Five stars already get the microscope. He's one of those five stars that NBA scouts are really looking at. So if he's on the bench or not. So you got already Isaiah Joe is known as an NBA prospect. So that's two. Then you got Mason Jones. Believe me, they're looking at him. Jimmy Witt, he's gone to a senior, so he'll be competing in draft camp. So he represents Arkansas. So NBA scouts are going to be looking. They're going to be looking. So it would be great for everybody to come back rather than let this team. It will be different. It will be different if if Joe and uh, Jones leave, especially just, just Joe itself. Just Joe. Just Joe itself. That's how big that is to Arkansas Razorback. If Joe leaves – that's a different factor for that team being that good. Joe staying makes them just so much. It, it puts them on a different plateau. Then Joe, Joe leaves and you put in Moody as a freshman. And a lot of pressure's on him. Believe me, I know how good he's going to be and all this, but he is still a freshman. I don't care. You know, it's real hard to impact. You're, you're not Zion or whatever. But still, I think he could be like Justin Moore, score 12 points a game, boom, boom, boom. But still, Justin Moore's not going to go to the NBA this year. I'm just trying to tell you, like, it's real hard for a freshman to really get those eyes, even though, you know, people are going to look at him. He's a five-star. Now, Arkansas will be good. They'll be straight. But Devontae Davis is the one to watch for. This guy is Jacksonville, Arkansas. This man was a triple-double uh, threat every game. You know, potential getting a triple-double every game. He can play. He, he'll really be a real good point guard, an attacker. Oklahoma State would have had an unbelievable player. He's going to do it in Arkansas. He's going to make a lot. I think out of all the people, only other guy coming here, and I know people love Moody, but I'm talking about like the excitement of how Devontae Davis plays, Kyrie Walker. That's the only other prospect I can say that them two dudes would be, it would have been electric to see Kyrie Walker playing with Devontae Davis. 
and Moses Moody. That is electric. So it's something to look at. But Jalen Williams is another guy to look at. He's going to be real good. Jalen Williams is going to be a savage next year. He, he he's, And then you still got Van overcoming. Then you got K.K. Robinson. It's a good team. Arkansas, Musselman did his job. And also it shows you the last couple of years how many how much talent Arkansas has in it. There's a lot of good talent. Desi Seals, Isaiah Joe, these guys from Arkansas. Jones, they're from Arkansas. So, I'm going to come to saying that Arkansas is definitely tend to look at and watch. Now, um, getting more Sixers loss tonight, you know, it's something to look at, something to uh, gravitate toward. I mean, they didn't have Embiid. They didn't have Richardson had a hamstring, and he had to go out. The rest of the game, Pell ended up getting hurt. So it was kind of, you know, if they just would have had Pell, I think, in my opinion, he he's a game changer on defense. They were able to drive in the hole so much, you know, they were able to penetrate. They beat him with points in the paint. If Pell would have played, it would have been a different ball game. And, you know, Ben Simmons, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. He had 8 turnovers. It's also a bad game. Ben, uh, ben Simmons is playing unbelievable basketball, man. He's, but people got to understand, Embiid's not there. When you, and, then, and then they're like, he plays better. He isn't, it's not playing better. You have, Philly doesn't have just two guys and everybody else is also, you know, like, you know, they don't revolve the game around Ben Simmons and Embiid and this is a bunch of other players. No, Tobias Harris is on this team. Al Horford is on this team. Jason Richardson is on this team. That starting five alone, everybody has to get involved. And you look at the box scores, like, oh, Horford's not doing this well. It wasn't his time. The guys, it just wasn't his time. To, you want to see more, but that is another thing they're doing. They're trying to stuff more into the, the, the to where he, he can get high and get comfortable. But it's not because more isn't good. It's just ain't his games because other guys, okay, if he misses three shots in a row, four shots, they're not going to go back to him. They're gonna, you got Tobias and you got Richardson. So one of these guys, somebody's going to hit. And and the better shooters, of course, and scorers are Richardson and Tobias Harris. That they was that before, they was that when the when the trade was made for Richardson and Horford signed and Harris signed before they even stepped on the floor for the six together. Richardson and and Harris were the better scorers. So don't look for Horford to be Horford doing what he do. I mean, if he was with the, the Celtics, it was different. You didn't have MB and Simmons, and then you got Harrison Richardson. What do they expect Al Horford to do? They're not going to trade Al Horford. It would be stupid to trade Al Horford. It would be stupid. Now, the Derrick Rose trade, that would be unbelievable. Who, who would be getting traded? Who would be getting traded? I think Trey Burgers on it. I think Neto. It's a lot of guys on it. I, mean, I don't think. If you, who do I think? Mike Scott. I don't think they trade James Ennis. But with Matisse Thibel doing what he's doing, it's a possibility. But with Matisse Thibel doing what he's doing, Mike Scott definitely about to go. I just see it happening. I just think that Mike Scott is just, it's time for him to roll out. And then Trey Burke has to go. Because the daddy talking stuff, well, who knows what's going on. But I think he's still, because Burke is good. and He's proved the teams. He's played. Neto's balling out. Look, Neto, listen, when trades are on the way, you need to also look at people who was on, <laughs> who was on the, uh, 
bench. And I, Norvell Pell could be traded as much as I don't like it and I don't want to see it happen. He could be traded. Kyle O'Quinn, it's a lot of guys they can trade. Who I wouldn't want to trade off the bench, the only guy that I want to trade is Ennis, Matisse Thibault, and I say Pell. I, I think I like Kyle O'Quinn. I think he's a good defender. I just like the athletic ability of Pell and how he blocks shots at a high volume. And I think if I had to choose between Kyle O'Quinn and Norvell Pell, I would, I would say I want Norvell Pell. I think he's just such an energetic guy. So Kyle O'Quinn could get traded in this, this recent haul. I mean, look at Quinn, look at Neto, look at Scott and Burke, all guys that could get traded. And then you're looking at, go, go to the G League. Was it Shayek? Zaya Smith? As much as I hate it with Zaya Smith, I, wouldn't want him to, I want him to be on the team. He could be traded. Shake Milton could be traded. I know, right? Like, you're like, oh. But I don't think they trade Shake. Shake is three-year contract. He stayed just like they signed for a contract. But Neto, Burke, they all on the one-year deals. Uh, Kyle O'Quinn, Mike Scott had a two-year deal. It's right up the alley of getting... Derrick Rose out of there by getting somebody like that. Give them like two players and a second round draft pick, and we out of here. I mean, I see that as a real big possibility. Jonah Bolden, they just got so many guys they can move. They do. They got a lot of good guys. If they get the, the bottom line, if they get Derrick Rose with Furcon Corkmines coming off the bench, and you got Mighty Stiebel and Jane, then this is a different bench. And then if, you, if if it goes the way I want to, I like Kyle O'Quinn, regardless if he says or not. Pale O'Quinn, but a pale stage, you got a better defensive team, and you got a penetrating point guard who's going to score on you. This would make Philadelphia championship team even more. I think this would be certified because you're not going to have a guy off the bench like Rose. He'll be their best player automatically, even though with Thibault, all of them off the bench, he's scoring 18 a game. Like he he's a pen, he's what they need to penetrate. He need they need that type of guard in Derrick Rose. They need that type of guard to go with a James Ennis, two playoff tested guys. Then you you got Mighty Stiebel as a defender, and you got Furcon Corkmines hitting trades with a Norvell Pell. That is an excellent excellent starting uh, start up uh, five off the bench. Excellent five off the bench. I think you you I think it's no doubt you make that trade. I think you do what it takes to go get Derrick Rose if you get the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I think if you're interested, go get them. Don't let the Lakers get them. You go get them. Don't let the Lakers go and get Derrick Rose. If you're trying to win a championship, and to me, those are the two teams I think are going to be there regardless. I don't whatever. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Toronto. They beat Boston, and and they beaten these teams better than they did any year. They they beat they beat Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee early, when they used to have problems early in the year with teams like this. Then they'll beat them like in the second or third game. You know they 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 beat Boston up. They beat them up as good as they're playing. They beat Boston up. They beaten Toronto and they beaten Milwaukee. So they blown out more. Like so what so so. What are you trying to say stops them from getting to the finals? The thing is, how are they going to be over everybody, that much over? When Derek, when all five of them guys are healthy, it's very hard to beat the Sixers for a seven-game series. That is not going to happen. I, I, I refuse to believe a team can beat them for a seven-game series with all five starters healthy. 
and that bench they got like them, that team is a dangerous team, and they're starting to play together more and more, learn each other now. Derrick Rose comes there, it's just a whole like that's a that's that's a star studded team, that's star studded. So I think that is an important move the Sixers should make. Go get Derrick Rose. No question about it. Now, I'm about to roll out, y'all. I mean, I just want to update y'all with a couple of things that's going on, a couple of things. Uh, follow Leader Podcast Show. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Leader Johnson. Follow me on Facebook, Leader Johnson. Follow me on Instagram, Leader Johnson. I'm out, y'all. Out to the next show. Uh, we'll talk about some things with the Eagles and, you know, other things that's going to pop up. Random Follow Leader Podcast. We got a little radio, another one coming up. I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader.